Hey everyone and welcome back to the Class 1A podcast where today we will be diving into the first Team Up Missions chapter. My name is Andrew Nimsgren and alongside me as always I have Dylan Beal and Dylan it's been a while. I mean I think we've been jumping between Demon Slayer, we took a week off. How you doing? How you feeling? Great. Uh, I, I I mean the, the latest season of anime just started. It's great. It's amazing. There's a ton of good shows. Vigilantes is out. It's amazing. The main manga is going. It's amazing. It is never a worse time to be a fan of anime right now. What are you watching the spring season so far? I'm watching Spy Family and uh, Kaguya-sama. Both incredible, incredibly funny. Highly recommend both of them. Uh, If you're not watching Kaguya-sama already, like, what are you doing? Go back. Watch the old seasons. This is season three. It's like the funniest thing airing right now. It's so good. Yeah, I agree. Those are the two new ones I'm watching. I randomly picked up One Piece as well, so I'm slowly chugging along through that, but it's been it's been a good time for anime. I'm loving everything I'm watching, and I am very excited to talk to my hero. I'm kind of getting re-energized about my hero because Vigilante's hitting an awesome spot, kind of knowing what hap- is going to happen in tomorrow's chapter, some of the leaks. Looks like it's going to be awesome for the main series. My hero's new season. Fought- and the new season. Was that announced this week? No. No, no, getting, it's been, it's been announced. that. But it, we're getting close. It's the fall. It's this year. It's that gonna. Ha- it's real. We're getting there. So it's a great time to do my heroes. So we figured we were going to kind of go down a different route of my heroes. We talked a lot about the manga. Dylan does a great job on that and the vigilantes. So we wanted to both talk about the team up missions. For those of you that don't know what it is, this is another spinoff. I don't even know how many spinoff series of my hero there are right now. But this one sticks pretty close to the source material. Pretty much what the premise of the team of missions at a very high level universe is that the Public Hero Safety Commission wanted to kind of put together an initiative that forced students from different schools and pro heroes to work together. Obviously, in kind of the growing threat that's happening out there. I don't know exactly where this happens in the timeline. I think the first one happens pretty early on in the show, unless you know exactly when, Dylan. Yeah, but- it, it takes it takes place actually like right before the Dobby incident, I believe. Like the where where he attacks Hawks and Endeavor uh, with the uh, the High Nomu. It happens before that, not not a ton before that, but it happens kind of around that area. At least the first one, I believe. Okay, so right at the end of season four, then it's kind of when the first one kicks off. And basically, what each and every chapter is going to be is a random combination of people working together, kind of solving some kind of problem. We'll kind of go very high level here in the second of it, but this could be anything but actually stopping villains. One here talked about kind of the more support side of it all. So it's a really cool premise that really kind of opens it up for anything. And Dylan, just before we even go into kind of the couple of chapters, what do you think about the idea of this? I mean... Do you want more of these kind of random side op missions? Do you wish it was kind of just a new story, kind of like Vigilante Fantalantes, or what are you thinking? I actually really like this uh, this type of format a lot. I think it's just an easy way to just say, what do you think would be a cool story? Like, what characters can we throw together? Uh, the premise is super, super low to the ground. The implications aren't really all that wide. Well, I actually, I, well, I don't think that their intent is to go pretty wide with the some of the implications on there, but I... There's some, there's some actual like big, big stuff in, in some of these missions that might've been a little bit accidental, but I, I really like it. It's basically like an easy fanfic setup. Uh, these stories have probably written a million times over uh, by, by other people, but uh, I really like it. I think it's really good. It's like a nice little thing to add to it. And it's doesn't take away from the story. And it's just like more fun stuff to have with some of these characters. Yeah. I see in the very much similar vein of like, 
um, what are these people thought? Like, instead of that's them fighting, it's them kind of teaming up. Like, oh, how would these people work together? How exactly. would these people work together? And I think really kind of, I guess let's go through the overview because one of them I think is a really cool idea. So the three chapter overviews here, well, the first one was Bako, Ochako, Deku work with Mirko. Um, they pretty much run into kind of an accidental villain, someone that isn't meaning to do harm, but ends up doing harm to those around him and they help him solve with that. The second one is Bakugo and Deku just kind of stopping some villains with Hawks. Kind of a little life lesson, I guess, there. Um, and then the third one is Melissa Shield, Deku, and May. Really just Melissa Shield and May working on Deku's costume, which I think is a really interesting one out of the three, though. The other two kind of feel like stories that could have happened in a normal My Hero chapter, but this one is focused on more of the support side of it, brings in a very random character like Melissa Shield, and kind of builds a world outside of just fighting villains, which is something that I get really excited about because that opens up to so much more and maybe even getting the civilian side a lot of it or like those kind of sides of the story that you never really see. I think this kind of opens up the opportunity of Deku to stumble into like a homeless shelter because of all the people that have been displaced because of villain attacks recently and stuff kind of like that. Kind of the more hard-hitting stuff that you kind of get a glimpse of here and there, but kind of randomly do that along with I don't know, some random pro hero that you haven't seen in three seasons. So that just gets me really excited, those kind of ideas. Um, I know you have a couple of individual topics about these chapters. We're not going to go through and recap each individual chapter. Because outside of these three, there's also three one-shots that are just kind of randomly thrown in there. I think Dylan kind of knows a little bit more about where those came from. But there's only three chapters and there's three more in the actual volume. So that's six manga chapters to walk through. So we're just going to kind of talk about what we found interesting, what we want to take away from it. So um, you might find somewhere else that does the in-depth chapters, but for us, we just kind of wanted to talk about these. We think they're really cool. So Dylan, I'll kind of let you start off some of your thoughts and we can kind of jump back and forth on what we thought about the chapters. Yeah, so I just want to talk about the first one. Uh, so the first mission is like the accidental hero. Uh, we have Deku and Mirko. That is like the interesting setup here is Mirko is part of the, the team up mission here. Uh, and essentially like what's going on is there's this kid who can't control his quirk. His quirk is he releases just a bunch of like gas, like poisonous gas. And of course, uh, they find him. They realize he's in pain. They help him release his gas, kind of save the day that way. Now, the thing I want to talk about in this is this kid, he emits this gas and he can't contain it because he like literally gets it built up inside of him and he has to release the gas out. And... If you remember, it's 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 very easy to forget uh, because we're with literal heroes all the time. But you're not supposed to use your quirk ever unless you have a license. Like you're just not supposed to. Like it like it's it's like waving a gun around in public, basically here. And so he he releases the gas, and Deku's like, "Oh, I'm I, you know, glad that we could save you and everything." And he's like, "Yeah, thanks, Deku." And Deku's like, "Yeah, hopefully we can get you reduced jail time." <laughs> and i and i was like wait what like it, it, it like flew under the radar because the implication was like yeah he, he was doing a quote-unquote bad thing and like yeah it's whatever uh we'll we'll get you reduced jail time but he's still going to jail for something he can't control like and, and that's something that's really wild that i want to bring up and this is part of the like they paint like an implication accidentally in here but i think it's pretty true for hero society because we all know that like certain parts of the society are kind of I don't want to say purposely messed up, but like Horikoshi wrote them with the intent of like, this is something about the society that's really messed up. So like one of them is like the way that they treat um, mutant quirks. So anyone who like literally doesn't look like a human because of their quirk 
like there's a whole big like issue with racism against them. Um, so that's something very intently written by Horikoshi. And this one could also be it of where some people just can't control their quirks. And I guess because they can't control their quirks, they then have to go to jail. And that's a huge, I, I know, a huge implication. And I want more info about that. Like, I, I, I want to hear more about like, what do they go through? Like, what, what, do they just get thrown into jail? Do they go to like a quirk rehab center where they have to learn to not use their quirk? Like, like what, what, what goes on after this point? I have read that chapter multiple times and I completely forgot you went to jail at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, he goes to <laughs> but jail. But now that he said, I do remember that. The, the cops still showed up, like he still got arrested. So that is crazy. And yeah, and I think that's kind of part of what I was getting at earlier. Um, is that like, yeah, you would never think about that during the main show because that's not something fun to really talk about. That's not something you really want to promote. But here, you can kind of do whatever you want with it. And yeah, I mean... Will we ever know? We'll never see that kid again. We'll never really know exactly what happens. But that is super interesting and something that I never would have thought of. Yeah. And, and the, the, the thing that makes it even more wild is if you're like, okay, all of this is also wrapped up in Japan's judicial system, which is a nightmare to say the least. Basically, like if you are, are put in front of a, 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 like a jury of your peers, you're going to jail at that point. Like, like it's one of those like... Uh, you're like almost like put on there is is guilty and you have to prove yourself innocent almost like it's almost the opposite like the conviction rate once you get to that point is like 99% or something crazy like that so it this is even more wild the fact that people are just acting you know accidentally like even uh, like using tele telepathy right like what about Deku's mom when she's at, at the grocery store and like yeah like can you the, use like, them at home yeah like, do you think you're allowed to use quirks at home because we've seen Deku's mom use quirks at home a couple of times and yeah, the doctor, I, he she used her cork in front of the doctor because the doctor called yes. the cops on her, sent her off. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's the crazy thing. It's like some of these are like it's an implied like kind of like yeah, it's whatever. It's like if uh, I, I I don't know, like if you're in the states, right, and you're 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 smoking marijuana in your house, right? Like that's like it, it's fine, right? Like it's yeah, it's illegal, but like it's it's something that like you kind of brush away or whatever. But like. What is okay? What's the okay level of quirk use here, right? I know. I that, that'd be crazy. That would be such a plot twist. And Deku's mom got arrested in the first chapter of the series for using her quirk in the doctor's office. Like, not only I'm just trying to think of like, like or like, could he use it in self defense? Would you get in trouble if you use it in self defense? Yeah, that, like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like Bakugo definitely like. Couldn't Bakugo send off to Juvie for being the shit out of Deku with his quirk? Also, in the first scene of the show, when they're all in class, there's, like, people just, like, firing <laughs> off their quirk. Like, like, there's a kid with, like, a dragon head or something spitting out fire and just, like, waving it around, like, going nuts. That's so true. Like, yeah, you can't tell me, like, yeah. That's funny. I, I never really thought about that and forget the, kind of how serious they take, like, the no-license stuff. But, yeah, I mean, half the half the people in the series because could have been arrested at this point. Yeah, and like, what's what's the line that you draw between a quirk that you don't have control over and one that you do? So, like, obviously, the quirk, quirks that make you like an animal or whatever, you're not going to go to jail for using that because it's an innate thing. But what about invisibility? So, invisibility, like, if, if we have in the series with Hagakure, is always on. So, you're not going to go to jail because that's how you are. But what if you had a quirk that you could turn it on and off? If you turn invisibility on, is that using your quirk and you'd be sent to jail? What if you faked it? 
what if you faked it and just pretended it was like a like permanent quirk and you were just always invisible so you didn't go to jail for using your quirk because you could just pretend you can't turn it off we could go down this rabbit hole for days I think. <laughs> and none of it would make sense and you know what the worst part is we could never get an answer on any of it so nope we never will um, I think you have uh, one more point on Mission 3 that I want to kind of bring into because it includes the best girl in all of My Hero Academia. So I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, so in Mission 3, uh, the setup for this one is uh, Deku needs a new uh, costume, I believe. Like, he needs a new hero outfit. Uh, and so Hatsume uh, teams up with Melissa Shields because she's coming to Japan to visit. Melissa Shields being from I Island, uh, I assume America before that. Um, but it was in the first My Hero movie is where she makes her appearance. I want to bring this up because I think this is the first point that we confirm canon. Uh, now, at, like at this point, we just assume all the movies are canon. Um, but there was a point of where we didn't know because this was like before Vigilantes came out. Um, so we didn't really have any confirmation that that certain uh, certain characters were actually like actually real real because uh, we just went off of whatever is in the manga. But I think this was the first time that we had like a cross source material for that, where we like confirmed, yes, Melissa Shields, everything that happened on I Island actually happened. It is confirmed in the storyline because in the main series, the the way that we're able to ground it and say, yeah, that those events definitely took place is, I guess before the movie came out, they had like a very short scene of where they're like, oh, we're going to go fly to America to see an old friend. Um, but they didn't really say oh, we're going to Eye Island to do this stuff. Um, and in the main series, we eventually get a reference to Melissa Shields. Uh, I believe she sends over like a gauntlet uh, kind of later on in the manga, like not even in the anime yet. It, it's just like she sends over something to, to Deku and that's kind of where we can confirm it. But other than that, this is the first time that we talk about the movie outside of the movie. Yes. Unless yeah. I'm wrong, is there any other point you can think of? Because I, I, I was, think this is the first. I think there's a bunch of references to her here and there. Because like I'm just kind of looking at her page. So yeah, so I'm pretty sure in the main manga, she's been confirmed more or less. Because I remember we had that conversation and freaked out about it at one point. Yeah, because but this is this is newer. This is so, so, this is earlier in the timeline. Yes. Yeah, because Team Up Missions at this point came out years ago. Like yes. th th this manga came out years ago at this point. And then apparently in some bonus page. Um, she, it was like more or less confirmed that she had a part in designing Endeavor's newest suit. Oh, so that was some reference to that. I don't know where, when exactly that fell in, but, um, in volume 25. So that's pretty new as well. So that's probably, a, yeah. probably somewhere around where, um, it happened in the manga as well. So, yeah, so this, this would be, I, I guess the first reference for it then, because this is, uh, at, at least like in, in the show time or in the manga time, right? Like this is season four so this is yeah this is years ago at this point when this came out yeah and i and i love to see it obviously i mean i i think we more or less have kind of moved towards the movie just being canon and accepting that i i, I did at this point all movies like if they come out are for sure canon yeah so i think early on we've had the conversations of if they were if they weren't so i think her being canonized in manga form isn't as big of a deal as we've kind of come to accept that a lot more it's still super cool i love seeing her i mean obviously i i loved the first i actually liked the first movie a lot more than both you did i really liked melissa shield so i love seeing her come back into the story and i just i love seeing these kind of offshoot characters like she even got another chapter in here it was one of kind of the bonus chapters um which i'm sure was more kind of a promotional piece 
for the two heroes movie forever ago, but it kind of even dove into her being corkless and stuff like that. And, um, it was just a really fun, uh, chapter and a character that I'm kind of including here. And this is what I was getting at earlier when I said, like, just bring in random characters, someone you see on one random chapter, like heck, even like going back and like, let's get a rematch against some of the, uh, Chihosky people like Chrono or like characters like that, that didn't really get a chance. Like, Oh great. Chrono escaped from jail. And like, let's go fight a cool villain that didn't get much screen time. Like, I think you can do with that. I think you can bring in random heroes or like we met so many people during the license exams. I thought a lot of them were really cool. Let's bring in a couple of, let's bring black meatball boy. Put him in a oh chat. Like, boy. you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just kind of a fun way of, uh, not taking anything too seriously, trying to come up with unique premises or little ways to expand the world. So, Melissa Shield coming in and the fact that they're willing to do a whole like 40 page chapter just on two people building a support item is really cool to me. Yeah. And I, so we're going to cover all of the team up missions that have come out. I think they're on three volumes total so far uh, of these team up missions. And I haven't read ahead uh, mm-hmm. to see what, what some of the other ones coming up are. But one I would absolutely love to see is a team up mission for villains. So like, you know, kind of like the, cool. the My Villain Academia kind of concept of where they flip it around and the team up mission is told from the perspective of like villains. Cause it'd be so cool, right? Because we had a lot of very random villains throughout the entire series. Uh, I would love to see them team up. I, I, I think, uh, I think having some of the Yakuza and League of Villains side characters kind of come together could be like a good way to do that. And because you can just jam this in the timeline kind of whenever it, it works really, really well. Yeah, and that, they, I mean, they don't even really say when things like that happen. I mean, you can kind of tell based on suits what characters look like and stuff like that, but at no point do they actually say when anything was happening. So even though this came out around season four, I don't think we we're 100% confident that it happened right before that fight where you kind of think it does. I mean, they don't say that. We can kind of put pieces together and that's probably where it happens, but I don't think they'll ever put a date or like a time period on any of this. You just have to go off of who's in and what people look like around i think at this point our brains are completely broken uh from my hero because i think it's the second mission the second mission is about hawks teaming up with deku and bakugo and when that happened my mind immediately was like all right so these characters actually meet for the first time at at the at the start of season six during the endeavor hero agency arc so that means this had to be afterwards and because of the hero commissioner talking that means it has people like i did the math in my head and i was like what is what is my hero done to me yeah. <laughs> what has class 1a done to me at this point of where like uh we we just like break our brains on these on these timelines yo what are they throwing a vigilante's character here let's let's go over to a certain different country oh, throw wow. in koichi and just someone random that actually that would be incredible as oh as just they start become, bringing like, everything yeah. together bring yeah, it like, all as... together make it all canon perfect Yes, as we get like more offshoots of my hero, use this as like a gluing tool to glue like some of the series together. That'd be so cool. Make this the Avengers, uh, like comic line. I I know it's a manga, but like the Avengers kind of comic line of My Hero Academia, where this just keeps going. You keep allowing team ups there, eventually having multi chapter team ups or something kind of like that. I think that could be really cool. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you can just do always a spin off of like that, and I don't know if the universe will ever be so big where that's really kind of needed. But it'd be really cool if we got to that point because I th- I don't think there's a way, even though we've all heard the rumors about My Hero Academia ending soon, that there's no way that the series is just going to drop dead and die after that. Like, 
between the success of vigilantes um between team up missions and all that they're doing so much to kind of keep it going and i think you even are going to be talking about kind of hori handing out the franchising rights but he is so willing to keep handing it out to people that it's gonna i could see kind of having a second resurgence a couple like a year after the manga ends because like oh great two new offshoots are starting because um two new people got the rights to pick it up and keep going with something different yeah so i yeah that is a, a really good point because uh, i did want to talk about this about horikoshi letting other people take his work and run with it and i think that's a sign of what i think that's a really good sign for the series and for horikoshi overall so there's i think there's three now that we can confirm that 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 people have run with except i think i think the movies are written by other people with horikoshi i don't think he like writes it gives it to them or anything like that no. um except some of them are like loosely written like i know what what was the movie with nine was that the second movie yeah that was second uh heroes yeah, rising yeah like that was like an ending that uh horikoshi had originally for the series and then like they reworked it into into the movie uh so they they use his material and everything uh but there's a couple so there's team up missions which is written by yoko akiyama so akiyama has it uh furahashi has vigilantes which is another one shot if you listen to us and you don't know what vigilantes is at this point i i i, I don't know how you've listened to us this long and not heard us give the spiel about it go read it it's amazing um and then also my hero academia smash i believe is technically canon it's very chibi and like doesn't look like it is but i thought that was just a retelling of the story in chibi form isn't it some of them but there it, it talks oh. about other stuff too uh so all of those are not directly written by horikoshi but he's consulted on all of them so i believe at this point they send it to him for like a final read as like hey read this to make sure that we don't break canon or anything like that uh and i think that's such a really good sign because even if horikoshi wants to drop my hero i think he is comfortable handing over some big major items to other people which spells out really good news i think for the future of the series and i think small things like the team up missions like vigilantes like seeing these one shots kind of come up written by other people and have the blessing of horikoshi is a really really good sign because normally like manga written by like one dude and like his assistant and they're like thrown out into the world and that's it and they're done uh it's a pretty rare case because even if you look at some of the biggest series of all time right like naruto dragon ball a lot of these are kind of uh i don't want to say linear series but pretty linear of like they have one or two mainline things that come out and that's really it like if you look at dragon ball it's mostly like one big long linear thing except for gt which is kind of a side thing but for the most part it goes like dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball super like they all follow an order you don't have anything that branches out pretty widely yeah i think that's like a pretty unique thing to like it's kind of funny because it's a little bit of a unique thing i think to western comics because superheroes do that to the fullest extent and horikoshi sees like western comics is super inspired by writes my hero based on western comics and now this is like one of the series that's really doing that branching out in the same way it's 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 weird because it's almost poetic and how that lines up that way uh but i think it spells you know really good news for the series in the future and i know i want more i just want more yeah. in different areas to see like different parts of society and that was about true like i'm newer to manga obviously but um I, I can't think of another series that does anything like this. I mean, you'll see the occasional like offshoot and stuff like, I don't know, like one shot, but when you go through Shonen Jump, there are no other series that have like five different postings on them besides My Hero Academia. 
So it really is one of the only few that do that. So I think we're kind of lucky that it gives us a lot more content to talk about. But like, I would never like Demon Slayer is done for me. Like, I would never expect that to be an offshoot. Um, Haikyuu never expect to be an offshoot of that. Like these ones that kind of come to an end. Like, okay, they're over. I've accepted that. But like with My Hero Academia, when that comes to an end, I'm like, great. I cannot wait for the next door in the universe. It's kind of yeah. what, how Horikoshi set up the expectations for it. And I, and I can't, I can't wait for that because there's no way with the Jolanti ending that like, Oh cool. Like everything's just kind of ending at the same time. We're just going to cut all this off. Like it doesn't make sense to start doing all that universe expanding. If you're not going to keep kind of doing, I mean, I guess it is. I'm sure vigilantes made them a lot of money. I mean, whatever, but, uh, I, it just feels like it's not going to end and it will be a major franchise for as long as one piece is just in a different way of where it's going to be a universe instead of a show or a manga, mm -hmm. which I, which yeah. gets me more excited almost in a way. I mean, I'd love to see Deku for a thousand chat. I mean, a thousand more chapters, but having someone else tell a cool new story in the United States, let's go focus on all the United States stuff for a 150 chapter series. Great. That'd be awesome. And then pick a different hero and keep moving around. Yeah. I think the ending of the main series is going to set the tone for what the series looks like in the future. A hundred percent. I think we're, we're really going to get our answer then of however the main series decides to end, whatever Horikoshi does there, not only is his decision to end the series, but will literally be his decision on what the series looks like for the future. He will tell us what the series like future is going to look like then. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for it. Well, Cause, it, he, cause regardless, even if he completely ends things here, still such a good story. Yes. Uh, and it didn't, it, and the other thing is, is it didn't drag, it didn't drag on. Like he's able to end it on his own terms. And I don't know it, that that's a really cool thing to be able to do. And the one thing is, I just kind of think continue about these offshoots is that the one way, the thing that I have to be most excited about if they do kind of end ended here is that I know you believe that all quirks are going to go away at the end. I think that you think that's part of the way that my hero is going to end. I would love, give me a 20 chapter series of the repercussions of that. Like yeah, of society yeah, yeah. just figuring out what the hell just happened and how you kind of recover from that. Like, I think that'd be one of the coolest series ever of like, great, we're going to end my hero. Deku's story is done here, but now it's going to be just looking at from a kind of government view of like, what the hell do we do now for 25 chapters? You get references to characters here and there. They'll pop up helping someone or something like that. But this kind of setting the end of like, okay, we have to slowly work back to going back to normal now. All right. I have it. I have the pitch ready here. Here's my pitch. So the series ends, my ending comes to fruition of where Deku gets rid of all quirks. Now all these big crime syndicates that were, were held by strong quirk users collapse in on themselves. There's this power vacuum that's seized by these, the small Yakuza that we know are still there. They're just operating on such a low level, but now they have like a little backing. Some of the Yakuza come together. They start a big, big crime family from like the first like quirkless crime family, right? What are we going to do? We don't have heroes anymore. Some of the old heroes team up together, vigilantes. This is the actual vigilantes here. Like heroes taking back to the streets. It's dark. It's gritty. It's, it's more grounded in realism. And it's the implications on what happens after everyone gets their quirks taken away. I know that'd be wild though, because then it just feels like there's guns in my hero at that point. And that feels yes. weird to think about. Guns. <laughs> All right. Anything else with these you kind of want to talk about? No, no, no. I think that's like the major thing. Um, I would definitely recommend it. So I, I bought the physical one. So in this, the other thing I want to call out is that it is three team up missions, um, but it's also padded out by a bunch of one shots. 
the one shots i'm gonna be honest they're not great yeah. they're not great and the reason why is because these are one shots that were put into other uh serialized uh like magazines like manga magazines to promote the series uh they're not supposed to be like for my hero fans they're just supposed to be like promo material they're kind of fun they're a little bit interesting i think the most interesting one is the melissa shields one at the very end the other ones are like very very fluffy um but it, like it's definitely worth it it's very good would highly highly recommend picking it up yeah i agree i enjoyed reading through them i mean they weren't i think one of them i just wrote random bad chapter instead of coming up with any kind of summary for it <laughs> like one of them was really bad but yeah it was still funny i enjoyed uh, reading through all of them so um yeah i definitely would recommend reading them because if you want if you're reading team up missions at this point you're clearly a big my hero academia fan just looking for more so they're worth reading at that point but i wouldn't yeah. expect much but yeah i think that's doing pretty good um next uh episode of the class 1a podcast we'll be diving back into number two which means Dylan both have not read but otherwise we are still continuing going back between this and the demon slayer chronicles podcast so if you are interested in hearing our thoughts and recaps on the demon slayer entertainment district entertainment district arc yeah i had that right um we are doing that as well so you can check that out as well just during the off season we're trying to bounce around a little bit but thank you all so much for listening. We hope you guys are enjoying the team up missions as much as we do. Let us know down in the comments below your thoughts about the chapters, which one was your favorite, or how excited you are for the upcoming, well, not upcoming, I guess, the review of number two. But thank you all so much, and we will see you all later.